Genesis Adler. Hi there, everybody. Boy, I think that was the sloppiest <laughs> intro. Yeah, we were going to do this all funny and stuff. <laughs> Except for I can't control the volume. <laughs> I snorted just now. Episode Hello, everybody, and welcome and to Cooking and Commentaries stuff. with Chris and Kat. Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Chris, and today our recipe will be... Cucumber salad in our episode will be Genesis Avalon 42. Yeah, okay, 42? Okay, yeah, yeah, 42. Okay, there's a story behind this. I'm, it's Sunday, so it's prep day for me, so Alicia, I'm, I'm going to be chopping scramble. cucumbers the whole commentary. Enjoy. Um, That's not a euphemism. She's literally chopping cucumbers. I wish it were a euphemism. Shut up. Anyway, so hi. Uh, I am Kat, the uh, director stufer. Um, I'm also the co-writer stufer. I'm the creator stufer. Um, and uh, yeah, and with me, obviously, is Chris. She's co-writer. Okay. Stufer. Yeah, I heard the word pie hole just Alicia, now. It makes me happy inside. Yes, well, Olivia is written a lot like a certain dude on that two show about those two men who think they hunt ghosts. Uh, the two yeah. underwear models. Um, the two underwear models who hunt ghosts. They think they hunt ghosts with the gay with angel. Their, with their gay angel friends. Yeah. Their gay holy tax accountant. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, so here we are, episode 42, aka the one where all the scary crap happens. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, to be fair, 41 left on a terrifying note. Um, with with the Avalons being taken out by Trank guns. Um, which, by the way, thank you to everybody who chose this month to actually write in and say how awesome you thought the show was, and how awesome you thought the episode was. That uh, that kind of blew me and Chris away. It makes our day. A lot of positive feedback. So thank you. Um. Anyway, here we have uh, Olivia and um, the kids. The kids uh, trying to get out of the city as Olivia kind of figured out that uh, there was no way that this was going to go down well for anybody. So they're uh, they're hightailing it out of there. And uh, yeah, um, everybody. I gotta say, everybody blows it away this episode. There's a lot of oh, the very and there's a lot of very creepy, very yeah. terrifying stuff that happens, and it's just. Everybody gave their A game. Um, Robin and Pixie are apparently going to join us in the commentary too. So there's that. Um, a lot of fun music in this episode as well. Oh my god! Oh my god! They are taking them. They oh, Poor Bobby and Evan. Bobby, calm down. Oh my god! Can't hear the news and they're coming. Originally, these two were actually in a scene in the prior episode, but we cut it um, and just left them in this one. Because I just couldn't make it work with the pacing of the episode. But this is sad. Because this is where you realize that uh, the... Basic... Okay, you know what? I'm going to let Chris talk because this is this is Chris's storyline. Oh, it's my storyline. Um, yeah, you're the one who came up with all of the... Uh, well, basically, like, it's... The military Gestapo. It's kind of a take on... You know, you, you see this a lot in superhero worlds. There's... In in DC they have uh, they have the DEO and you know uh, flag and and all that stuff where you're looking at at Rick Flag and you're looking at how the government reacts to superheroes. Yes. And in Marvel Universe you've got you know Shield. <laughs> That's what Civil you've got War was about. Civil. Was, you've got. You've got the. It was all the, about um, the mutant powers, registration. The, the mutant registration act. You've got the the, the superpower registration act, and how that universe deals with. So this is kind of how how does the how does a 
universe very like ours, but with more magical stuff. And 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 the important thing to consider is that up until and it's it's kind of been alluded, and you, you hear a bit more of it in in thirty in forty three and forty four. Um, but prior to Avalon. What? There were no established superheroes. Yeah. This was a world without superheroes. She was the first, and since that happened, obviously judging by the anti-vigilante fervor, there obviously have been more who have popped up in the meantime. Yeah. Um. So, so it's kind of a what happens when you go from having no heroes to suddenly having. Well, and some of it's very founded because some of those, you know, vigilantes are very kick-ass style uh, yeah. people that just decided to put on a cape and a mask. You know, a bit like, oh, what's that guy in Seattle? Oh, yeah, the dude who... The Phoenix, dude who Phoenix Jones? Phoenix Jones, I think. Yeah, I think it's Phoenix Jones. Uh... You know, they don't need to be out there. They're they're trying to Batman it, but they're killing people yeah. who without due process. So, you know, if you've got people like that but that, that you legitimately want to... Yeah. yeah, well, I know, no, he I know he's, but you know what I mean. He's got other issues. Julie, well, um, he has beat people up go. without due yes. process. By the coffee uh, we can take the stairs. Come on. But you've Rick, also got people like Avalon. You've got people like some people that we mentioned. Uh, did we mention Adam Smasher? Adam Smasher is actually going to be mentioned in a couple of episodes in a passing remark. Oh, okay. Um, she was mentioned in, uh, we in, know. In, in in Calhoun's speech initially in 40 when he accepted his, that's new, right, that's uh, his right. new appointment. So, so there's, and there's a couple of others that we know about that you don't. Um but this is kind of how the Avalon universe is dealing with it's better than the with vigilantes and people who suddenly are appearing with superpowers because they there've always been two or three people who have superpowers but they've kind of kept it under the radar they've not really gone out and figured oh I can actually do the superhero thing and then there are some people who as a result of all of this yeah. are their superpowers are kind of manifesting as a result of, you know, Obsidian being stopped. Yeah. And magic changing up. And this is definitely something that has been building since episode one. Uh, the first time Julian and Jaina ever met, Asara made it a point to mention that, uh, or not Asara, but Jaina made it a point to mention that she, that Asara had never been talking to Press. Yeah. But Jaina had, on one of her first nights out. And it kind of sets a tone that... Jaina doesn't work under the radar. She works quite in plain view of the radar, and it has presented problems all three seasons with uh, with the way the plague was handled and the fact that the National Guard actually blockaded and cut off the city. Yep. Um, so it's a very different world. And there's so, been, there, you, you've been kind of seeing as things have been yeah, progressing and it's, that... It's, this has definitely been on the rise. It's been, and it's this been is, escalating. And this is definitely, you know, a post-9-11 U.S. Yes. where we do have serious issues with... Establishment of what what are your freedoms? How far is too far? And you know we're we're recording this commentary two weeks after the Boston, the Boston marathon, marathon bombing. Bomb. So we wrote this months and months ago, and we came up with the plot for it years ago. And it just feels even more relevant when you see things like the Boston shutdown yeah. that happened. So it was it's it's been very interesting. Uh, you know, in in the world of Avalon, it's very interesting because you have superpowered individuals that are the the catalyst for it. But the fact is that this is a storyline that's very much 
rooted in a form of reality. This could yeah. feasibly happen with the right mix of yeah. bad things happening. And as you know, because all of you know that Calhoun is in the middle of Kong, in the middle of the, the, the cabinet, um, that's what happens when you get the wrong people in charge. Um, and Calhoun's clearly working for somebody. And you kind of have the question of if Calhoun's there, who else? Yeah. Who else bad is around? Yeah. And you kind of see in this in this episode in particular the complete shutdown of media that happened. Yes. Um, Which you know we we here I mean in the states right now we have a problem with propaganda versus actual true journalism. Well, I think that a lot of I think that the UK people would say that they have the same problem. Yeah. No. Yeah. I was just what I was gonna say was that we don't have a problem yet with our freedoms of the press being suspended. Um. But we've seen with the Occupy movement how easily we've gotten close to that because people are getting told they can't film all the time. I mean, we've well, there and, have been issues and, with that ever since it started. And you can make an argument that with the Boston shutdown, part of that was they asked media to not yeah. Well, and you know, regardless of if you agree with they're asking the media to not you know, tell things and of course we saw in the problem with that media no. saying stuff before they knew it. They had no idea what they were talking about. Yeah. So, what is the power of the government and the police over the media? So, we're kind of like looking into some of these things and obviously in this world it does not go the Ben Franklin happy way. Yes. Um, so speaking of people in the media, we have Bobby and Evan here talking, um, but I wanted to know uh, do you want to talk about what just happened with Casey? Well stocked with supplies. I've been talking I've, over I know, I've been talking, time. so now I'm trying to but think of what just But she just started happened. flashing around the city. Oh, she just started flashing around the city, did yeah, thank she? You. I like how you just suddenly turned into Summer Gleason. Uh... Well, if you couldn't tell, like I said earlier, there are people who who are ever since magic changed because killing Obsidian changed magic. It did. It, um, it, it even even Natalie said it shifted the balance of power in the underworld. Which when you when you do that in this universe in particular. It shifts the balance of power everywhere. Yes, and, and with the finding of the Pendragon, the finding of Excalibur, uh, the finding of the of the yes. new King Arthur, that also shifts power. So you've got a power shake up in the underworld with the evil folk, but you've also got a power shake up in magic on the light side of things. So it's affecting a lot of different stuff, and then you add in this this change in America that you know is very easily the kind of change that could spark a revolution yeah we've we've revolted for less <laughs> yeah no kidding um Sword. he's excalibur some certain people are starting to show magic powers and casey is one of them yes casey suddenly started moving faster than the speed of light so she could get to the front of everything and as she mentions uh, later on in this episode um she no, finds herself no, able to find things to spark revolution without really points. trying. Yeah, she's able to get to the garbage. Well, and she's and she's and always always she's always been that, and things. she's always kind of been that yeah. way. But you know, she never really thought anything of it. She thought it was just the fact that she has a very interesting background, and that both her parents were revolutionaries of a different sort. Her her dad was IRA from Boston originally. And her mom is from Argentina or some Central America. I don't remember. Argentina. 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 Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. So uh, that's right because her mom was one of the most Yep. 
Um, oh, no. So not. You've, she always I'm just assumed it was that, that her me. parents had always taught her to be vigilant Arthur. of the government and I'm watch out for your for freedoms because they can be Doesn't taken so easy, but you find out in this episode, your ancestry, the fact, it's a bit more the than just that. that. All of yeah. this has settled on you. This is a great And now we switch to, uh, back to England. Back to England. As we've been doing all season, going back and forth across the pond, where Tim is trying to desperately come to grips with the fact that he's just been told he's he's not King Arthur. And he makes so many Monty Python jokes. There are a lot of Monty Python jokes in this episode. I'm surprised we got away with Tim. I'm surprised that we got away with all that was a joke in its own. Yeah. Um. Avalon's greatest champions. You're part of one of the oldest families in England. Why can't it be you? When you saw what was happening, and you find out a little bit more. You find out a lot more about Tim's family by forty-six. Oh yeah, in the coming episodes, I think forty-six is the one where we kind of lay it all out. Yeah. If if you don't know stuff by by forty-six, you know pretty much everything there is to know. But um, but you know, I think we've said in the past, Tim, Tim and Carrie are from a very old. Like yeah. House of Lords type Excuse old me. money family. Hello. So, yeah. oh, Fluffy Kim. Why am I glad to hear your voice? Oh, Olivia. Olivia. Uh, please tell me you're all right. Sort of. So, hooray! Olivia and Doctor Matthews got out safely. Which my mother's so funny because she's always like, "I'm glad I survived! Yay! That's what most people can say on your show." Yep. Like, Thanks, Mom. Love you too. What about Jimmy and Sam? <laughs> And yeah, by this point, um, it's safe to assume that uh, Olivia realized that she was going to go back for Jay and Sam. And then when she realized that the scene was starting to shut down, she went, nope, we got to get out. Because they have no backup now. Yeah. You know, Natalie and Noir are in England. They're in England, and they don't know. Yeah. And the only way to get the information out was, yeah. As it were. And I love Olivia because Olivia's entire life, I mean, just just a refresher for for you guys since it's probably been a while since you've actually thought about the beginnings of Olivia. Since about 15 episodes. You know, about 15 episodes. You know, she started out as a thief for the gods. I mean, she's, you know, a bit like a canine version of, of uh, I guess, Indiana Jones, maybe? I don't know. No, I'm more like a Nate Drake type. But, um, but, but she, she, uh, spent her entire now, life we need to see um, if we that we know Julian of as as the uh, you know as the, um, the borders are closing and as the audience the kids are headed here because uh, i haven't what? gone into when her her Presumably, whole past um like you know you guys don't have a clue how she is um you know i've said that before um you know it's kind of tougher because this was not something she ever thought she'd sign up for and instead of Natalie, being the thief who just went back to doing thief-like things, now Ma. she is... Natalie is not with us. You know, a... Fine. Now she's finally finding herself Lady. the guardian to two Natalie young Bonnie? apprentices. And it kind both. of shocked her that that was Seek what she felt she needed to do. And I think that's why she is yeah. less uh, concerned she than Noir about the fact Merlin. that they couldn't get to Jaina and Sam. Because something in her just said, nope, this is where I need to be. Yeah. And that's a big thing you're going to see this season as we go get closer to the midpoint of the season is a lot of characters falling into place precisely where they need to be at the time they need to be there. There's a lot of cosmic crap going down oh, yeah. this, this, ep this season. Yeah. As you just heard, 
as the Lady of the Lake just commandeered Natalie's body to tell them to find Merlin. Dun dun dun, which I'm so excited about. I can't wait for you guys to find out about Merlin. Merlin's pretty fun. Merlin's awesome. They haven't met Merlin. You have not met Merlin yet, but you've heard about Merlin. You've heard about Merlin. Julian, this it? Just the three of you? Poor teens. Only, only the three of them got out of that entire building full of the press. Yep. And it was kind of one of those, you know, sudden kind of things. And I love this moment. This is the moment where if you guys were listening to the Voice of Freedom stuff, it all comes together. Yeah. I have every right to panic. Because of what's about to be said. Knock it off. Right there. The moment where Casey opens her mouth and Carrie realizes that's the Voice of Freedom. Because you know, Sam figured it out. Yeah. Because Sam had heard her and he's a he's a he was a he was he watched the Voice of Freedom stuff very heavily while it was going on. Or not while it was going on, but after um after it was over he, he kind of checked in and saw the broadcast. Because he was he didn't have a memory at the time. Um But uh is the voice of but Carrie remembers, um, and and if you guys remember the Voice of Freedom stuff, Carrie was uh, Casey's contact. Yep. And so we even did an. I mean, there's the whole. There was the whole Tumblr, you know, Tumblr uh, blog. Blog. Yeah. blog spot's still there. If you guys ever want to check it out, if you didn't check it out when it aired. Um, but uh, but you can see things like Carrie's desk um, when she went missing, and 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 Casey tried to help her, and it just it all kind of went bad around the same time. Um, but uh, yeah, if you guys didn't get a chance to check that out when it aired, and you're just now getting into the show, I know several people have emailed me and said they got into the show as of about episode 37. Um, check out freedomhasavoice.blogspot.com. Yeah, um, I think it's Freedom Has a Voice. If not, um, feel free to email me at kat at pennantaudio.com. I think also Kristen's gonna. I'm gonna Google it. Google it. What's freedom? Um, uh, because you, you may really want to check it out because there was a lot of stuff that happened in the midpoint between seasons two and three uh, that, uh, that, that we didn't get to cover in time. Yeah, so we have it, yeah. Freedomhasavoice.blogspot.com is still up. Uh, in fact, there will be probably one or two more uh, automated uploads from Casey throughout these events from... from 42 to 44. Uh, there's also a, a fun, interesting thing that she picked up from uh, Dr. Spencer when he was yeah. investigating the plague. And so it mainly takes place during the gap between 20, uh, between 24 and 25, so I, I, and, and goes through 27. So I highly recommend you guys check it out if you haven't. There's a lot of fun oh. stuff we did. Um, uh, there, there's, there's. I know Chris and I have talked about What's doing more name? with it, and. Uh, What's we might. Your I don't know. Name? I don't want to commit to that right yeah. now because I'm so I'm busy. Um, but uh, it's very important. Name. And uh, even Stop. when Avalon is over, I would recommend that you hang on to this link yeah. and not lose it because uh, there's a tum- there's a Twitter handle too. Yes, Freedom had a, has a voice, but without the, the e. The last e because <laughs> it cuts it off. Oh, Tom. Mm, Tom. Tom. Tom, 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 Tom. Tom. He's, you could say devilishly delicious. He is devilishly delicious. Bit of a coyote. That's a quote, Sam and Dean. That sound effect just now sounded an awful lot like you cutting the cucumbers you're cutting right now, so it was a bit surreal. I was hearing it. (laughs) 
in real life. Hey, I did that fully style too. I had a melon and it had, had no. It was awesome. I did a lot of fully. In fact, the be the beginning of the scene with Sam and the the tank of water. Fun story, folks. Um, <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to fully. Yeah. I did not want to do anything. I did not want to have to get the sound effects. I was like, no, I'm gonna fully this old style. So I had Chris take my phone, and we went to my bathroom, and I fooled with the bathtub. I like how it's your bathroom. It's not my bathroom and your bathroom. It's not our bathroom. Nope, it's Cat's bathroom. It's mine, because it was also doubling as a soundstage. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we I we did the entire sequence of all the splashing and all of the bubbling. She had me dunk her head underwater. Yep, and try to kill me. Yeah, when you, when you hear Sam gasping for his life and drowning... It, it, it's cat. Some of no, some of it's David. Yeah, yeah, but most of it's, of it's me. <laughs> the splooshing sound. I tried to make themselves. no noise. Like I tried to make no uh, no audible cues that you could tell that it was a female voice. I was incredibly nervous, might I add, to make those sound effects <laughs> because here I am dunking the love of my life's head, forcing it underwater while she struggles and grasps against the. It's a really, really good. Thing that our neighbors are very understanding and did not call the cops on me. You're funny. I had it completely under control. As my father, as I would, would say to my dad, uh, don't worry, dad, I got this. Before I stab myself in the hand. Yeah! All right. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. And also, Tom's a bastard. Um... As you guys could tell, we, we I had way too much fun with the tortury stuff. No, you always I, do. I do. But I wrote this when I was having a particularly bad week. You always do. <laughs> and uh, so it was a little bit meaner than I think I originally scripted it as. <laughs> it was pretty bad. There was also a lot more swearing of things that are not PG-13 in the original draft. Cooperative. Aww. I love the little crazy laugh Sam gives. The little laugh of, ah, you're screwed, buddy. You're so screwed. <laughs> Everyone breaks. Eventually. You lot up and spit you out. You never met anyone like her. <laughs> Way to go, Sam. Love that he keeps his bravado uh, up. Aww. How? I dropped peanuts, but it's fine. <laughs> we have peanuts? <laughs> Those are all almonds. almonds. Excuse your face. <laughs> also, thank you to everybody who played a steward this episode. You guys yeah. got to do some heinous crap. And, and you were awesome you were at awesome it. awesome at being heinous. Good job. Like, how often do you get to say, do, do people congratulate you for being heartless? Like, that's got to be pretty awesome. Unless you're a heartless person, then maybe that's, like, normal for you. Pete says he's an old miserly bastard, so for him it's probably normal. <laughs> I love you, Pete! If you are a heartless, that's okay. Kingdom Hearts is closed. <laughs> You're funny. Yeah? Well, we'll see about that. Oh, poor Jane. This is not working out in her favor. You're gonna have to get up and go get salt. No. No? No, I just let these dry I'm out first. You don't salt them no, to let them dry? No. Okay. I don't want to suck out all the moisture, just a portion of it. Oh, okay. So if you're curious on how we make you a cucumber salad. Yes. Um, I'm actually making two kinds right now. I'm making um, uh, Japanese style and I'm making Italian style. So I've got my sliced cucumbers in rounds and I am 
putting out a paper towel to press them together and dry for a while. And the same will happen with the Japanese style ones, which I just, all I did was de seed those first. And then I just add different ingredients. In fact, maybe I'll tell you guys during 43 what the ingredients are. So you have to so listen like, next month to, to actually get the recipe. We are the crappiest <laughs> recipe channel ever. If you want the recipe, just email me. Otherwise, wait till 43, because we're about to do that commentary. <laughs> actually, if they want the recipe, they could probably check out my Tumblr. Yeah, it's probably going to be on your Tumblr tonight, yeah. Which my Tumblr is husband-shaped- No, no wait, wife-shaped-husband. Wife featuring the voice talent Tumblr.com. Laura Post as Oh, we ran out of episodes! We did! And we left it with our heroes in what you would call peril. I would call horrible peril? Torturous peril, even? No, enhanced interrogative peril. Timothy Arthur. Teresa Stacy as Olivia. I see what you did there. War crime peril? War crime peril, Trent Clifton as Julian Alexander. There was definitely waterboarding involved, so Carrie I guess Arthur. that counts. Anna Rodriguez. Anyway, so uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Let us know what you think. Yep, yep, yep. We love to Mark hear it. Um, we've, I've heard some amazing Evan stuff Spencer. from people about how Brendan they, as what they feel about Avalon, how, how it's inspired them to be creative, which, by the way, Kathy I think Rosette. is the coolest thing in the universe. Um, so please, let us know what you Keith think. Um, you can reach me at kat at pendantaudio.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at genesisavalon. You can also uh, uh, leave us a comment on the message on the message board, which is groups.yahoo.com slash groups slash pendant. You can also leave us a comment on the main website, pendantaudio.com slash faq.php. I have no idea That's That's the one that... But yeah, if you go to the main website, you can leave us a comment on the FAQ page. Um... And uh, you can also reach Chris on t- on Twitter. She is at Kristen Base. Yep. Um, you can also leave Genesis fan mail on her Tumblr too, if you happen to. Um, Copyright 2013. Yeah. So I think that's it. I think we're done. We're out. Of, we ran out of. Episode. We ran out of episodes. So thank you for listening this month. Tune and we'll in next see month. See you next month. Bye. Bye. For more information, visit pendantaudio.com. Thanks for listening.